Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today, I want to talk about a topic that's on everybody's mind, which is, will rising interest rates slow down the housing market? So I have some thoughts on this, and I am not an economist, although economists are only accurate 50% of the time, but I'm gonna just give you my personal opinion on this as well as what I'm watching for. So there are some things I'm watching to kind of keep an eye out for what's happening in the real estate market. I'll talk about those things. So first thing I wanna talk about is that, the quick answer to this question is, I don't believe rising interest rates alone is enough to slow down the housing market. I don't think it's gonna be enough. You know, I've often thought the housing market is a lot like a house party and it depends on the music. And if the music is, you know, really good, if you're at a house party and everybody's having fun and the music's good, and then all of a sudden the music changes and then the party becomes no fun anymore. The police show up and the party's over. And I found that the real estate market's a lot like that. When everybody's sort of optimistic and in this certain state, the music's playing, they're much more likely to continue to buy. But then something will happen and then all of a sudden it'll change. And so here's what I think is actually going on. So first, I think that part of the problem with low inventory is it's driven by what I'm called the great migration. So knowledge workers in particular with COVID shutting down, you know, so many offices and then people going, wait a second, I can work from home. I mean, we're not talking about service workers here, but knowledge workers, a lot of people are now realizing I can work from home. Businesses are realizing I can reduce my overhead. It turns out people are productive working for home. Who knew? They're more productive than if they had to come into work and commute. And so there's people, there's a large chunk of people that are now looking at their home work situation completely differently. And, you know, the McMansions that we'd always make fun of for a while where people like they had to get bigger and bigger houses. I think we're going to go back to people wanting large, if they can afford them, of course, they're going to want larger homes because they want to be able to work from home. So they want to have a workplace and then, you know, your home place. And so what I see happening is, especially in the large centers, people are selling their properties, getting you know record money for them, and then moving out to outlying areas that are a little farther out because they want a little bit more property, they want a little bit more space because now they're working from home, they can eliminate the commute. And people are taking their money that they're making in one market and bringing it to another lower price market. And, you know, one of the ways that I thought about this, Dustin Woodrow said this once, it's like playing with house money. So if you go to the casino and let's say you're playing with, you know, a thousand bucks and all of a sudden you're up to four thousand, the three thousand dollars till you've left the casino, you're kind of like, it's not really my money. You can gamble with it a little bit more. Right. Same thing if you sell your house. So one of my buddies, Ryan, who does the 12 hour broker podcast, he actually moved to my town, he moved to our city and he was in Burlington. And when he sold his house, he told me he got 300 grand more than he was expecting. 300 grand. So when he comes into my town with that, which has much lower prices, with his extra 300 grand that he got from his house, he's not going to care. He just wants a house for his family. He's moving here. He doesn't want to rent because rent's expensive. And so he's going to pay more. So when somebody in the local market is competing with somebody from another market that has more money, it's much more challenging for them to be like, I can't go over by that much price, right? So this is what's happening. First thing is the great migration, which is knowledge workers are moving around, figuring out where they want to work. By the way, I think it's a massive opportunity for us in the mortgage space. It's also a massive opportunity for us as mortgage brokers, because we, as knowledge workers, we can actually move anywhere and we can work from anywhere. One of our other coaches, Dion, actually has been running his mortgage business for the last seven months from Barbados. He's based out of Toronto. His business is he's been in Barbados for seven months and he's going to be there for a few more months. 
So it's pretty cool what's possible now and how because of technology and even our consumers don't want to meet, you know, for the most part. So the first is the great migration. The second is people are playing with house money. So they've got more, especially from these other markets or people come from Vancouver. My realtor buddies tell me they come up from Vancouver, they sell their property, they make a bunch of money and they're like, I don't really care. I just want a place. And so they're willing to spend more money because it's kind of like free money anyway that they didn't have. And then the third that I see is that investors are buying a lot of properties right now. There's a lot of investors that are purchasing in the market because they're like, hey, the real estate market's going up, you know, rentals, it's hard to find rentals and they're easy to fill your rentals. And so Dion, one of our coaches in our uh, 10 loans a month academy, he focuses primarily on working with people to buy investment properties. If you have a lot of clients that are first time buyers right now, unfortunately, the challenges is they're not, you know, getting these offers they are going into competing offers and they don't have the resources to buy the properties, which sucks. And hopefully the government will figure out some solution on this. But right now it just is. And so as mortgage brokers, we can't change what is. What we can do is just work with what we have. And so Dion is working with a lot of investors who that's not their issue. They're taking money out of their house that's gone up significantly. So they're sitting on this the casino money, the house money that's up four or five hundred grand. And then they can take that. And if they've got to spend 50 or 100 grand more to get that property, they can't. So all these things are driving low inventory, which is making the market hot. And as long as the inventory is low, even if rates go up, I don't see that it's going to actually make the prices go down. But what am I watching? There are some things that I am watching that I think to kind of keep an eye out for. So if we use the house party analogy and think about, you know, the real estate markets as house party, the things I look for are like a major geopolitical event. So all of a sudden, one morning you get up and somebody's bombed somebody and there's a big war going on. If people can become fearful, so in general, they're going to sit on their hands. So if you see some major geopolitical event happen, then I think that's something that could trigger. It changes the music. It doesn't mean that anything specifically has changed except the music has changed. And now the overall mood is like, well, you know, I was going to buy, but now I think I'm going to wait. And if enough people sit on their hands, then inventory can start to creep up. And then, of course, that can affect prices. So that would be the first thing. The second thing I would watch is the stock market. So the stock market has obviously been crazy hot. But if that dropped and the stock market can, and I'm not at all a stock expert, I just from the outside looking at it, if you see the stock market drop, what happens is it's like a change in the music. They go, wait a second, you know, I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars on my stock that dropped overnight. I wonder what's going to happen to my real estate. They start telling themselves all these stories and then they start sitting on their hands and that could drive inventory up. And then the last thing that I'm kind of keeping an eye on is lumber prices and lumber prices are going to be a little bit more lagging indicator. But if you look at what's happening and part of what's driving lumber prices, well, one, when COVID first came out, a lot of the mills and stuff shut down. So we had a supply issue. And then when they opened back up again, we had a demand like crazy because people were like, I'm at home. I want to renovate. And so renovations, construction's going through the roof. And so, you know, two by fours are up 300% in the last six months. And so when you see either of these things, you see a major geopolitical event, you see a big drop in the stock market, or you see like lumber prices starting to dip. I feel like that's going to be those kind of early warning signs that, hey, the real estate market might be slowing down. I could be wrong. This is the stuff that I'm watching for. And so I just thought I'd share with you sort of what I'm looking at. And if you disagree with me, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear what your thoughts on this are. Or if you have other thoughts on what you're looking at in terms of, you know, the real estate market and what are you looking for to see when is it going to go down or if is it going to go down? So that's my thoughts on this. I want to give a shout out to somebody who just left me a review. So this is Total Fitness from Canada. Great resource, bite-sized nuggets of gold. As a new to Canadian mortgage industry, this is a great resource to find your niche. Episodes brilliant, creating your own red velvet rope policy. Cheers, Scott, for sharing the wealth. Thanks so much, Total Fitness. I really appreciate that. So if you're listening to this, please go leave a review. I read them all. You know, I get in front of my kids. We sit around the fireplace. 
we go, okay, kids, we're going to read a review that we got on the podcast today. Okay, that's not totally true, but I would really appreciate it if you would take two minutes to go and leave a review because it gets us more reach, more listeners can find out what we're doing, and we're just trying to help you guys in your mortgage business. In my next episode, I'm going to be talking about a strategy that we use, how to add 300 plus people to your email list, like really easily. And it'll also make you a local celebrity. It'll help build your network. It's crazy great strategy that we have used. And I'm going to share that with you in the next episode. So thanks again for checking out this episode. I really appreciate it. And yeah, shoot me up, Scott at mortgagebrokering.com. Send me an email if you have thoughts on this whole topic. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.